How are you, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. The fabulous installment of the Matt and Dennis podcast. I, of course, Dennis Vincent, joined by the wonderful Matt Scarano. Matt, how you doing? Dennis, I'm wonderful. It's, uh, it's good to, to be with you uh, talking again and seeing you. It's, it's been a minute. We will get into that shortly. But hello from Central Michigan. I'm, uh, I'm very much looking forward to this evening's show. I am as well. I'm actually in the old stomping grounds of North Haven, Connecticut. That's where I have been quarantined for the last month plus. I have my good pal Murray keeping me comfy. <laughs> Com- <laughs> company though. One day, one day we'll get to like a, a live stream format for our viewers. That way they can kind of see like, you know, like what we're up to, what are we wearing, what our Zoom background is. And yeah, this is Matt, this Matt's got a all. fancy Afghan that he looks yep. like he knitted it himself. Yeah, I, um, I purchased this at, um, huh? Oh, yeah. I purchased this at just a, just a live show. This is anything can the, happen. The always professional Matt Storato. Yeah, no, I bought this um, at uh, Bonnery, which I'm also sporting the shirt right now. But um, I feel Would like you'll be down there. Isn't Bonnery a spring type? That's race? June. Um, June. All right, way off. Well, not, two months. Which was rescheduled to the end of September, which I feel like very shortly will also get canceled. We'll get into all of that, but in the age of Zoom right now, maybe this is something we could come up with on Facebook or some platform or something soon. Perhaps, perhaps. But yes, we'll, uh, we got a lot of things to cover and we'll just kind of touch on each one of them uh, briefly because we've missed a lot. The last show that I looked at was uploaded like February 28th. Yeah, it's kind of right at the end of February. Uh, we had some busy times. I went away to a good friend's bachelor party, and then all hell broke loose, and work was closed. People were buying oodles and oodles of toilet paper, and now here we are nearly over a month later. Uh, it's about a month and a week, I would say. Yeah. Kind of just being hunkered down in our homes, doing what we can, uh, and unsettling times i guess but uh man i'll start with this how are you doing out there in michigan how's work what's going on uh still going to work um uh through the office yes yeah, still going to the office um i i have that's why, that's why they call you spartans yeah no worries never quit <laughs> never quit um had the option to go remote but um most of the time i've chose to um go in just because there's we're practicing uh, safe and uh, healthy social distancing. And um, it's just some things are easier for me to get done there than at home in my pajamas when I'm in bed. Um, Let's let's talk, let's go back to our last episode. So um, unfortunately, um, if you're listening to this now, we are halfway through April and um, times have uh, significantly changed since the last Matt and Dennis Let's give full uh, uh, disclosure and transparency to our few uh, listeners that are out there. Um, so what happened, Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong, is um, our last episode, mid to late February, you went home, uh-huh. spending some time at home, not knowing that you wouldn't be going back. And there was certain equipment that you didn't bring with you that we used to produce the show. And then work just said, you know what, Dennis, stay over there. We're not letting anyone into the, the old office. Pretty much. I came home leaving straight from work on a Wednesday. So I had just what I would be taking to work and a bag packed for the weekend to go away and hang out with the boys. Came home, went to that party, came home Sunday, was lazy and said, I'll just leave Monday rather than Sunday. Got the phone call late Monday that got a phone call over the weekend that we were going to be switching what we do for work. Everything was going to be cut down hours wise. And then by Monday, it was completely shut down. Nobody allowed back into the offices. And because I was in Connecticut, my bosses told me just hang tight and we'll get you a laptop as soon as we can, which they had to get me anyway, even if I was in Virginia. So I just stayed here, but no, no microphone, no laptop. So that's why Matt and Dennis has been MIA for the past month and now we figured let's just do zoom because that's what everybody else is doing and that's why there's so much why we're doing this because there's just so much uh to talk about with the there's so much to talk about sports right now tonight despite there being no sports yeah well that's when this whole thing started it was on the precipice of 
the NCAA tournament and conference tournaments were being canceled. And then it was okay. Will we actually have a tournament? Well, in the midst of all that NFL free agency had one of its biggest years ever. So that's what dominated headlines, uh, which, you know, we'll move into, I guess we'll start with that. Yeah. But yeah. And then on top of then it was one by one sports canceling and we should have had a baseball season. Well, to go back to to, mere two weeks underway and, Go back to our last couple episodes before we went on this uh, very unexpected um, hiatus and the talk about the elephant in the room being um, COVID-19, otherwise known as the coronavirus. Uh, We talked about it briefly, but the conversations that we had about it and the discussion we had about it on our our last couple episodes didn't last more than five minutes. And if it did, certainly didn't last more than 10 minutes. It was really just like some players spring training wise that were coming from overseas. All right, let's keep them in their own hotel room. Let's keep them further away from the team. It was nothing this serious where we were going to start canceling full on conference tournaments, let alone an entire NCAA tournament sports altogether. We started talking about more so um, uh, changes that were being made in say like in Chinese baseball and soccer um, that they had still been at that time, they were still playing their full schedule just without fans. Yeah. Then we had the the pitching prospect uh, for the Boston Red Sox from Taiwan that they were like, hey, you know, why don't you just chill in the hotel for a little bit? Um, but spring training was still going on. There wasn't still going on as scheduled. And we had, I remember the first episode we brought it up. We were like, okay, like this is gaining more ground in in Europe and in, in Asia, but we, we didn't take it seriously. And then a week later, yeah, t- typically, you know, typical America, we, it's not right. here. We don't have to worry about it. But, but in our defense, it wasn't even on the, the radar of a lot of the world at that point, if not most of the world. And then we do the next show and we're talking about how the Red Sox are trying to like change protocol a bit to um to accommodate their their prospect coming from taiwan and i i believe i could be wrong but i believe that's where matt and dennis ended roughly around pretty much around that time period now let's we were going on the we were on the cusp of of march i think at that point and it started in america some people started getting diagnosed in in places like california and washington um, people were stuck out in the ocean on cruise ships where everyone and the crew mm-hmm. were getting sick. Um, it, it, it was slowly but surely, like, I, I was flying back and forth from Michigan to Orlando, and I'm seeing more people wearing masks. Um, but you're still kind of like, oh, uh, overreaction. Yeah, and then there were there were a couple... <laughs> to the point where even, even people who don't tune into the news, even people who are just like, hey, you know, it's overblown... It, it gets to the point where everyone has to take it seriously and people that you care about, whether they're athletes or celebrities start getting sick, people that hopefully not, but your friends and family and your, your coworkers start getting sick. And, and I can remember pretty much the exact moment, like, like it was getting more serious, but I was still, you know, going next door to the bar for a drink. I was still sitting on my butt at night after work, watching whatever, watching whatever hockey game or, or yeah. basketball. On. I was still doing those things, and it was a nice getaway from the news, feeling like I was they were trying to scare the crap out of me. But I remember the exact moment where I was when I started thinking, like, uh-oh, this is a real deal. I was actually picking up takeout food at the, the bar restaurant next door, and I'm sitting there waiting for the takeout food to come out, and the Jazz uh, were playing that night against, I forget who it was, I, um, I feel it was the Raptors because they were the, one of the first teams to link to it. it, it I forget was it was. The Ma- was it because the Mavericks got canceled that night too? I think it was the Mavericks. Was it the Mavericks? Might have been. Okay. It was. I, do, I know it was the Utah Jazz. No, Oklahoma City Thunder. That's right. Jazz and Oklahoma City Thunder. The, Ma- and- the Mavericks had tipped off that same night. They kicked everybody out. The Oklahoma City Thunder never actually tipped. So the Jazz play – and it just ESPN kind of breaks to it. It's like breaking news, like something's going on here. And it just shows everyone standing around. The coaches are all talking to each other. The refs walk off the court. The teams walk off the court. No one knows what the heck is going on. And then, like, you find out 20 minutes later that um, uh, Rudy uh, uh, Gobert. Gobert 
uh, tested positive after this idiot is in a video of a press conference touching all the microphones trying yeah. to be like, oh, that's no big deal. And so they're like, we canceled the game. We don't know which players, which referees had contact with him in the last 48 hours or so. Then NBA is like, all right, like the, it just starts snowball from there. NBA yeah. said, right, the season's shut down indefinitely. We're going to play this uh, Sacramento Kings game at 1030 tonight. And then after that game's over, that's it. So the fans pack the stands in Sacramento. They get all the players on the court. And they're like, nope, not even worth it. And they, yeah. that was when everything went downhill from there. Because then you're like, well, how are you going to cancel the National Basketball Association and have college basketball? So one by one, the conference tournaments start getting canceled. Then there's people start looking at, well, the Joe Schmo No One Cares League is still having their tournament. Yeah. They went ready to watch that one because that's all that's left. That one gets canceled. St. John's uh, is playing the opening round of the Big East Tournament at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Seton Hall. Seton Hall. Against, uh, was it Seton Hall? Yeah, St. Yeah. John's Seton Hall. And then they got to the first half. They play the first half, goes to commercial halftime, game's canceled. New York now the epicenter. But um, I want kind of your, your input on all that too. March Madness obviously gets canceled and it, it, it sucks. But it made 100% sense because, I mean, even if March Madness went off without a hitch, you're not putting fans in the stands, which they decided even if it happened. And two, we know full well that that wouldn't even have been the first, second, or third headline at that time period. Everyone's thoughts would be on the coronavirus and how it's impacting everything. But, I mean, a question I ask myself is if Rudy Gobert – um, did not test positive when he did. There's a, a a chance that we would have had another week of sports before this eventually shut down. Uh, yeah, I think I think there would have been. Yeah, and to go off of what you like you said, it sucks. That's that's it. It sucks when, and I think what you said that was a turning point. And I remember getting that alert on my phone: Rudy Gobert test positive. That was the spiral that led to all of this. Now it's. A league like the NBA is going to shut down their season. Well, now all the other sports leagues have to answer to that. And it was even before that got announced, the Ivy League had canceled their tournament. The MAC had canceled their tournament. This was like Monday or Tuesday of conference championship week. And I was like, all right, they're smaller tournaments. They're worried. How much money will they really lose? In comparison, why the Big Ten, the SEC, the ACC, all of them took so long. Millions of dollars they will get from these conference tournaments that they're hosting hundreds of thousands, if not millions invested into the arenas and the sponsorships and whatnot. It's far different than these smaller tournaments, the Ivy league, that's going to play their tournament at Harvard. Nobody really cares. Nothing against the Ivy league. People care. Not on the, you know, the same level as those it's other. It's a strange humor in retrospect, looking back at it. Like if we knew then what we know now, where we were saying like, Oh, the, the Ivy League basketball championship is canceled. I feel so terrible for those kids from Harvard that now they can't compete and have a chance at the tournament. Looking back now, who cares? Like yeah. it wasn't, it didn't amount to anything, but right there was such a big deal. We were like, oh my God, like how could they do this to the Harvard basketball team? And Yeah. Well, and, and, we, and, and it was the same. All right, we're just going to award the conference tournaments to the regular season winner. That sucks because year after year, there's teams that win those conference tournaments to get at-large bids right. into the tournament. Because at that moment, when everything was canceled leading into that weekend, that like Thursday, Friday, I don't know if you remember, but the Nebraska-Minnesota first round game in the Big Ten, yeah. Fred Hoiberg is the head coach of Nebraska. He was That's take, he fought like faint, sick, taken into the locker room. He was rushed to the hospital. They wouldn't let anybody leave the arena. That's right. how serious they thought this was. Right. Turned out it was just a cold, dehydration, whatever. It had nothing to do with COVID. But that's how serious it was becoming. And then it was a day, day and a half later, everything was gone. And we fast forward two days to, will we have an NCAA tournament? And everything, will we play without fans? Is that okay? Will they release a bracket? And that was the big topic of conversation. Amidst the NFL blowing up everyone's phones with alerts for free agency because that wasn't stopping but then like you said it sucks they had to cancel the tournament you couldn't you couldn't expect to put 
we're talking hundreds of people in an arena together. It's not just the 13 to 15 guys on the team, the coaching staff. Now you're talking about uh, announcers and play-by-play guys and writers and the scoreboard operator and the paramedics and who not. We're talking about a hundred something people in that arena. It makes sense. And we're playing this all over the country. So it sucks. Right, no, it's, you it's... killed the best time of the year, but better safe than sorry. And we obviously saw just how much worse this thing got. And that's, that's the thing. Even if, even if it started and we had a successful uh, first and second round weekend there, when would the tournament have ended? Maybe yeah. a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Like, and this has just gotten out of control. Like just to go to the, the, the ugly, scary and sad statistics of this virus and how it's swept through just the U S alone. As of this afternoon, there's over 30,000 deaths and pushing 800,000, I, I, I believe cases right now. And, it's insane. Every part of, of, of the, the human experience, if you will, has been changed from the way you eat to the way you interact to the way you, the way you drive around town to the way you get your necessities, like your bathroom stuff, your, your groceries, everything has changed. Uh-huh. And the terrifying thing for me personally is that say a, a scientist or whoever, a doctor, we wake up tomorrow morning and this doctor says, Hey everyone, coronavirus is cured. It doesn't exist anymore. Everything's good to go. Go back to go as you were. No one's going to do that. No, we will get there eventually. I'm sure. But some of the ugly lessons that we've learned in this time period are going to stay with us for years. We, you and I will be very old men one day telling our, our friends, our family, our grandchildren about where we were when this happened and, and things that changed everyday human life. And even if it goes away tomorrow morning, which we know it's not going to, how long until people feel comfortable going out to dinner, going to a, a concert, going to a sporting event, going out for a few drinks? It's not going to be anytime soon. And I, I think that's a, that's a very scary realization that I think we're coming to. And it, it it's going to toe the line, I think. The, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think because there's been so many businesses affected by this and hurt by it, that as soon as we are able to leave our homes and go about our business and do what we were doing two months ago, there's going to be specials. There's going to be everything you can to help the co- consumer, the people, feel safe right. going out and trying to have a good time and forget about it. But you're right where this isn't just going to be an overnight, a one week, maybe even a one month thing. It's going to take some time. And I don't know how much, how long that takes. That w- that'll be interesting. Yeah. I just want to go back to one more point. Um, you made a good point earlier about when NBA canceled and March Madness postponed. Uh, the snowball effect was really due to the reason that, uh, I mean, let, let's be real. The other leagues didn't want to cancel because they're getting to money season. Like the NHL had playoffs going on, Major League Baseball at opening day. Um, soccer was even starting. We've talked about soccer before and the momentum it has growing in the country. And, and these are sports that in some cases are also struggling financially. And they can't really afford to have something like this happen. But the pressure that they then had from March Madness, from the NBA canceling, that really started the whole thing. So it just was league after league. And you, and it almost felt like the days when this was happening were happening so slowly because the week that this just really blew up, everything changed like that. But it was only a matter of days where you had all your sports and then you had none. And you had people like sharing on Facebook and sharing on Twitter things that were still going on. I was staying up drinking beers till three, four in the morning because Australian soccer was still on uh, with, with no fans in the stands. You had horse racing that was going on and people were getting excited about ESPN. The Ocho came back and I'd be lying if I said I didn't watch a couple marble races. And it got to the point where people are just like, I just want to see sports. Like, I don't even care what it is. Is there physical activity and the spirit of competition happening? I don't <laughs> care if it's a competitive paint drying competition People were turning it on. 
and talking smack on Twitter because that's that's what it came to, and that's that's currently where we are. We're in the middle of this right now, and it's a terrifying thing to be a part of, and we try to make it uh, as as fun and just kind of keep our minds off it and take it day by day and, and do the best we can, I guess. Yeah, and like you said, there's – you know, I brought up the – the businesses and the people that are affected with money losses and jobs and whatnot, Cincinnati canceled their soccer program. Yeah. They can't physically fund it. It's canceled. So like you just said, we were talking about soccer. We had an in-depth conversation about soccer on our last show or the show before that a month ago at this, two months ago at this point, but there's one problem. Soccer, not big enough in this country. It's Cincinnati. I'm assuming they play soccer in the American, like the rest of their sports but it's still a soccer program in the Midwest at one of the biggest colleges uh, in the upper Midwest. And there's going to be more programs that are going to face that. There's going to be smaller schools that maybe if something happens, if they delay the upcoming football season, which I think we can start moving into where we are now and thinking about the future with this whole thing, if they delay it, we're talking huge amounts of money that these institutions will be losing. But as most of the athletic directors who just had a conversation with Mike Pence yesterday or the day before where they, they flat out told them we're not having football if our campuses are closed. So, which means then it's up to the university presidents to enact, is it safe enough for the student body to be here? Which is in my opinion, the right thing to do because how can you justify having a sporting event that with or without fans, is still featuring a couple hundred people. Football roster is much bigger than, say, basketball. We were talking about a couple, you know, a month ago at this point getting canceled. If the rest of the student body can't be on campus, so then are we talking about delaying the season? And this is—it's tougher for college sports, I think, because they have that you're dealing with thousands of people. Whereas the NFL, they're their own entity; they can kind of do what they want. If they want to play games without fans, there's—you're going to tell me you're not going to watch even when there's no fans. We're going to watch the Giants every Sunday, even if there's no fans in that set. It's going to be weird, but we'll do it. And right. if whether the announcers are at home doing some virtual thing or however they're going to do it, they'll find a way. And then, of course, the sponsors will be there for the commercials. They're going to lose money, no doubt, but they'll find a way. College, right. I think college, it's a little bit different. Well, we're so we're, we're going into like our, our one of our other topics right now, which is kind of like this is where we are right now. This is what's happened since our last episode and what what do we think it looks like going forward? And and we've talked about this a little bit in our group chat. And and you mentioned um, the the federal government talking to I guess the their the respective leaders in in the American sports world. And th- this is a situation now where it gets where it gets a little political because the thing is, you have instead of a, a blanket over the whole country where it's like everyone do this or don't do this. You have different states and different cities that are kind of like, this is what works best for us. This is what works best for us. And mm-hmm. like over here, like, for example, the city of Toronto said they don't want any sporting events, at least with fans in it, going on till the end of July. Uh, the mayor of Los Angeles said they don't see anything happening till 2021. So like it, if even like Miami or Charlotte or Dallas says, okay, let's have, let's, let's play our, let's get the league going. If you don't have Toronto and LA, just to name a couple, what does that look like? Uh-huh. like we have not like they, they showed the idea of, of major league baseball just being set up um, in the different leagues as, as if it were spring training and all the games are in Phoenix, Arizona. And you have the teams and like, say just, one half of the league is the teams that play in the Grapefruit League in Florida, and the other half is the teams that play in the Cactus League in Arizona, and that's the World Series. Which, by the way, Yankees didn't get a bad division there. I was, I was happy. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, not at all. Pretty but favorable. It, it's just such a the, – the bottom line is, and I think you and I and, and many of our friends would all agree, we want to see sports in some capacity. Watching a game right now that means absolutely nothing between two terrible teams – if it's live, I think we would take that over nothing at all. I think in most cases we can we can joke about it all we want, but I I think you and I if if like that the the funny meme I sent out yeah that's what me, I was just Joe gonna bring Buck, up Joe Buck commentating uh, Jacksonville and the Jets I would be ecstatic right now if that was a thing I think all of us would 
but in terms of just like what the what these seasons mean in their respective sports like uh ellis was saying he thinks baseball is going to start this summer and we're going to eventually have playoffs we're going to have a world series champion i disagree with that because i don't see unless we say sports are going to go no fans like get it as soon as possible which i don't see happening as soon as possible because we're not even out of april yet we lost april april's gone or at least in terms of normalcy half of may seems like it's at least gone well you and i you and i were having this conversation when is too late to start a season and we were pretty much in agreement where if you have to have some sort of spring training like i know these guys are probably working out they're doing what they can at home, but you have to have the team back together, back into warm-ups, practices, whatever they're going to do, uh, exhibition games maybe between themselves for two weeks minimum, maybe. When, when do you start if, if – say you do that. What And the All-Star break is what, first the end of the first week of July? And if – maybe that works. But if you're not starting baseball till August, you're going to have two months of baseball, not even? And then you go and you have a World Series and the World Series winners celebrated and they prayed around and they have a parade. It's not – no one's going to care. Literally no one's going to care. The only well, point well, is you get to watch it on TV. The, the season wouldn't be legitimate. The champion wouldn't be legitimate. Well, and also you said you're going to watch it on TV. You're not going to have fans at October baseball. That might be more than half of the intrigue of, of baseball in October. It's how loud those atmospheres get for any playoff, you know, for any league. But baseball, it's it's a little bit different because, you know, baseball is not as exciting as, say, basketball or hockey or football. There's a lot of downtime. If you want my honest opinion, I don't think we see baseball this year. It's a a sad, uh, sad opinion of mine. I just don't I just don't see it happening. I think when it is when it is okay to have baseball, it'll be too late and there just won't be a point in having it the same thing as as our listeners and you know i'm a a big soccer fan same thing with that i i think by the time it is okay to have those games reconvene fans or no fans i think it'll be too late i don't think there'll be a point in having the season neither one of those sports are are sports where you can extend two months and be playing playoffs in december it's just not and 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 you, you you bring up spring training for baseball Let's talk about football briefly. Training camp. Say say the season is not ready to go and say they don't have the green light until September. It's not like you're just going to go in the, into the season without training camp. Yeah. So in the question, what does that look like? And I don't have the answer. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like. Well, and that's the thing. Like we could say, oh, well, let's give them a month. Well, they get almost a month and a half before the regular season starts, like everybody starts training camp at the end of July, then they get a full month of August to practice and they include games. So real game speed, albeit no one's playing a full game and some guys don't play at all, but the vast majority do. And even the beginnings of any professional, whether college football or the NFL, it, the product's a little different on the field compared to one weeks one and two, like to week 10 or 11. It's, right. It takes a while to ramp up. So I, I think football you can delay. Like let's say you were to start football in October and maybe push everything out and tr- try to push out the other leagues where now football is going to end maybe at the end of February as opposed to the Super Bowl at the beginning. Like the Super Bowl is going to be the last week of February maybe. Uh, even if you're running into, say, the end of the college basketball season, we're going to start like conference tournaments and maybe even into – NCAA tournament what's so bad if you have college basketball tournament games on a Saturday and then Saturday night's the college football playoff what's wrong with that I have no problems with that personally (laughs) so I I think there's ways to do it uh I just as much as I want sports back I don't want to do it without fans I think you lose a tremendous amount if they're not there the Notre Dame athletic director said the same thing he doesn't want to play without fans and of course a school like Notre Dame, you're not just going to not play. If they give you the option, they're going to play. You're risking losing millions of dollars in an institution like that. That's the top tier college football program, like any, any school. But it, it takes a lot away from it for me. And 
No, and I think I think I, I had a feeling we would agree on that because you and I tend to look at our, our sports at, at, from a more traditional uh, mindset than other people do. And I, I just think it, it's just tough for me to get the, the idea of sports is like, yeah, you love watching it, but for so many people, it's the idea of it is is what can be, like what the end goal is. Like watching watching any game is just enjoyable in itself, but you watch it and you pick your favorite teams because like while every game is is a nice moment, you have the end goal in sight the entire time. Like, can we get to the playoffs? Can we win it this year? If not this year, can we win it next year or the year after that? What are we doing to get to that end goal? Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for me to get excited about like a baseball season that starts in August. And even if you're a fan, say the Yankees, say baseball starts the end of July and August and the Yankees win the world series. None of us, none of us are going to care. Like we're not going to, it'll be like, yeah, rah, rah, whatever, but it won't be a world series. It would, it would not be unless you have, I, I think baseball needs to start by in my personal, this is my personal opinion. If baseball does not start, by Memorial Day, I don't want a season. I'm not saying that's what they should do. That's just how I feel about it. Well, that's I think June 1, June 1st, is an acceptable start date. If, if two weeks into May, get everybody back, it, I'm okay with the Cactus and Grapefruit League. I, I understand why doing it, trying to avoid as much travel. So you're not going to play half the league this year. Think, whoa. Now it's you play these teams. That's who you play, and then we go into a playoff series, and that that is what it is. And then by the time I would imagine you get to a World Series, we can do a home and home type thing. We'll probably be all right then. You would hope, fingers crossed. But yeah, I, if we get say a week into May, and we're still having this feeling, which is very possible, where we're just not seeing any end in near sight i think we think that's more possible than not at this point like it's you know i know there's a lot of optimism out there and there's baseball writers saying mlb's doing this and they're doing this and they're doing everything they can but we start getting into may i mean if we get to you know you start getting okay now it's may 10th still haven't heard anything when, when are they going to start they can't just start baseball you know what i mean right it's not like all right pack your bags get down to tampa you're going to play tomorrow. That's not going to happen. Well, let's, let's put it this way. I mean, it's, it's uncharted territory and every week uh, we, we learn something new and we, we, I will give the leagues credit. We're getting updates. We do get updates and they're, they're following this and you can tell from most of the leagues that they, they're just waiting for that window to start as soon as they can, but we need to make sure we do this in a, in a smart way, a safe way. So I do appreciate them all uh, updating us and, and the different uh, teams updating us. So we'll see where it goes from there. But Dennis, if you don't mind, I just want to – there are some – I am thankful that there have been some big moves and some headlines in the sports world, even while it seems like the sports world has been absolutely stagnant. Not all of it has been stagnant, and I want your opinion on this. Um, the quote-unquote GOAT, who, um, when said and done, will arguably be one of, if not the best player in NFL history, Tom Brady, um, was, uh, by all accounts, finishing up his career um, as a New England Patriot. What, what would happen after that was the question. Most people thought the end of his career with New England was, was coming to – or his career with New England was coming to an end. He comes out with that Super Bowl uh, commercial with the teaser before it where he's like walking through the Gillette Stadium tunnel there and it turned out to be like a Hulu ad or something. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah. That, that was a sign that he was retiring and then he trolled the entire sports universe. And then uh, Tom Brady announces uh, that he will no longer be playing for the New England Patriots. And then where is he going? Is he going to Tennessee? Is he going to L.A.? Is he going to uh, Tampa? And he's going to Tampa. Uh, of, all, of all places, too. I did not have that on my bingo card. Um, 
if you had told me at this time last year that a year in the future Tom Brady would be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, I I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have believed you. And uh, I have my opinions on this, but uh, take it away. What, what did you think? Yeah, no, I, I was shocked. I I was a firm believer that yes, his career was winding down, and yes, he's not the same quarterback that he was even two three years ago. He's shown signs of age, as he should, because he's in his early 40s. Not like 40. He's into his 40s. He's like going to be 43 this year or whatever. already is. But I just assumed he'll sign a one, maybe a two-year deal and stay there, go off into the sunset. Him and Belichick will leave together. They'll end what will probably be, like you said, the greatest run ever of any professional major sports team. But then... I was like, all right, maybe there's a sliver. He wants to go out to L.A., live in the Golden City. The Chargers don't have a bad offense by any means. Their defense is good enough. They got a good pass rush. So maybe they can compete. And now he goes to Tampa, which I'm kind of okay with. He's got maybe one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. He's getting a vast improvement in that category compared to what he had in New England. Credit the Bucks. They've they've they have been one of the best teams in the offseason and and how they're building that team. And it's been long overdue for them. Yeah, and their their defense is getting better. I think they're gonna take a top tier running back in this year's draft. The draft is loaded with running back and receiver talent this year. Everybody knows that. So even in the second or third round, they can get a really good running back, I think. You ride him. The defense is getting better. We'll see what Brady has, but just throw it up, and you know Mike Evans is going to have a shot to get it. Chris Godwin's become one of the better young receivers in the game. Tight end position is fine with Howard, and I think Brady's still there. So I, I, I think they'll be competitive because I don't know if the Panthers will, will be that good. I think on paper they're going to look better. They're going to get a quarterback, and they have the highest paid running back in the NFL. That just happened two days ago, Christian McCaffrey. Congratulations on your millions. Uh, and their defense is in works. I think the Falcons are trending in the wrong direction. I don't think they're a very good football team at all. Yeah. And then there's the Saints, which I think, again, we'll see a competitive team from them. Again, an incredible offense, the best receiver in football probably, and Michael Thomas. But, again, Drew Brees Janoris trending, trending in the wrong direction age-wise. Janoris Jenkins. Is he there? Mm-hmm. Okay. They the got the, they got the jackrabbit. They're fine then. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't think that Brady was gonna. Ha- I did not think he was gonna retire. But I did not think he was gonna go to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, I thought the rumors out of Nashville for Tennessee were were pretty uh, strong. Um, Murray Hewitt's having a tough time right now with this. But I thought with with him with his profile, not only as an athlete, but just as a pop culture icon. And his wife, Giselle uh, Bunchen, with her profile as a pop culture icon, I thought there was no way in hell they were not going to L.A. Regardless, even if the Chargers didn't have a good offense, I was like, they're going to go there. They're going to ride off into the California sunset. They'll be there. They'll be living up in Beverly Hills or Malibu or, or what have you living the L.A. lifestyle, and then from there they can decide where they want to live their life. But Tom Brady, Giselle, Los Angeles made sense. Tampa, as someone that has been there multiple times, uh, it's a very awesome place. I lived right down the road. Tampa's really cool, too. It doesn't. It obviously does not have the, the glimmer to it that a place like L.A. does. But with, with Tom Brady and his family, with the Saints building a, a good, um, very solid team, um, so far this offseason, like you mentioned, the draft hasn't even happened yet. Tampa's a great place to live, and I think that's part of what Tom Brady is thinking of. I don't think it's just the competitive aspect of it, and I don't think he would have just been gung-ho for Tampa if that's all all it was. Um, I think he does see a good opportunity in just the living um, personal aspect of being in the Tampa area. Um but, yeah, no, I, I am surprised. I, I don't think this puts Tampa in, uh, like, one of the top contenders for a, a Super Bowl. But I do see them being a, a much stronger contender for a, um, for a playoff spot. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I think with, with the weapons that they're putting around Tom Brady in Tampa, I think he can be successful down there. I don't think it's going to be a, a very uh, long tenure. And I think he knows that. Um, but very curious to see where this goes. I, I didn't see him going to Tampa. I, I truly did not. And I've, I, I root for Tampa. Like I, I hope they do well because I feel like they're one of those teams that have, have had success in the past and just, when it seems like it might happen again, they've had a lot of trouble getting there. And Jameis, who had his his moments of, of brilliance, had more moments where he wasn't. And he just couldn't get through that. I think the moment was almost too big for him. And and the expectations were, were way too high. And he just couldn't live up to them. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. When you say I didn't see Tampa, Bruce Arians is a first-year coach down there. Last year was his first year. And he, from the get-go, said he liked Winston. And he just told him to chuck it. Just hurl it around the field. And that's what he did. And he probably did it. The coach at? Okay, there you go. <laughs> Team for Temple cool. U. Uh, but, yeah, and, you know, yeah, maybe he threw it around too much, averaging three or four picks a game. But he also threw three or four touchdowns in those games, too. They were in a lot of those games. I understand now if you cut back on the interceptions, maybe Tampa wins a couple more games. But they were looking for organization changing franchise quarterback, and Jameis just did not turn out to be that. And neither of them, because Marcus Mariota lost his job too. So that year, those first two quarterbacks, it looks like they haven't panned out. Mar- Mariota's got a little bit of a shot. He signed with Oakland. Yeah, I was about to say, I think both of them, I think Jameis will get another opportunity somewhere as well. I don't know what the timing of that opportunity will be, but I, but I think he'll have another chance. Do I anticipate much? I have no reason to think that what he did in Tampa will translate more positively anywhere else, um, significantly at least. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it was – the the hype was, was alive and well when Jameis went to Tampa and – I think they kind of saw what they had uh, early on, and they just kind of hoped every couple of weeks or every season that Jameis would turn into the guy that they wanted him to be. And it, it unfortunately for them, never happened. And and I think with Tom Brady going there now, if you are a, a big Tampa Bay Bucks fan, or if you're in the Tampa Bay sports market, I think the question is: you assume you would assume Jameis is gone. But Tom Brady is not a franchise quarterback, obviously. He's not going to be there very long. Maybe three years tops, and that would be ungodly. Maybe. I think the two-year contract he signed is all he's going to play. I mean, yeah. unless, unless he truly is superhuman and the guy is going to touch his late 40s, right. I just don't see it. Right. And so, so even with Tom Brady putting you in playoff contention now, serious playoff contention, you, the Bucks still need a backup plan. And unless you're keeping Jameis around and you're going to work him to the bone and, uh, off the bench or, or in training camp, the way I see it, and Dennis, correct me if my mindset's completely wrong here, but if you have Tom Brady, if you're building this team in the offseason and you get to the playoffs this year, which I expect Tampa will, whether it's division or wild card, if they get past the Saints, you're not going to be set up in a good spot for a franchise-changing quarterback come the draft next year or the one after that. No. So I don't know if the plan is to get a lot of cash or sell whatever picks you have in the future. So that's where I have a little pause and where I'm a little confused. But I mean, you're you're not wrong. It and this, you know, brings into mind. I'm Maybe thinking they, long term for the Bucks. They could be putting all of their eggs in, in a basket, and that is a strategy, not one that I typically agree with. But that is, yeah. But and I don't, I don't. They're not ready to win a Super Bowl right now. The roster's not there. It's not like all right, let's add a veteran guy like Tom Brady with Super Bowl experience, a guy we know that can still play in a Super Bowl because he did it not a year ago. The, the roster's not there. Defensively, even offensively, there's good weapons there, but it's not complete maybe next year, but now we're a year older. I'm interested to see, maybe they go quarterback this year. It is a deeper quarterback draft. Maybe they try and trade up and do maybe get a Justin Herbert, who a lot of people think 
needs maybe one more year to sit behind a guy. Maybe they go and get uh, Jordan Love from is it Jordan Love? I know it's Love from Utah State. Yeah, I think it's Jordan Love. His last name's definitely Love. Either way, he's supposed to be a mid-first round, back-end first round quarterback. He's you know the least of the, but he's trending upwards. Maybe they go and get a guy, a game manager like Jake Fromm, and Jake Fromm, who's trending like a second-round pick right now. They get him. He sits behind Brady, learns from him. Brady never had the strongest arm. Brady never you, had, you but he had the intellect. You draft a franchise quarterback though, and then let him ride the bench for two years. I mean, the Packers did. Touche. I just, I mean, maybe maybe that's their thought. Maybe hey, let's like you said, let's have. Our cake and eat it too. Let's go get Tom Brady. Let's not pay through the nose for him. He's going to make what a million or two million more, five million more tops maybe than he's making in New England. We get him for two years. Let's see what happens. And in the meantime, if we get this young guy, he's going to learn from what you said. Probably the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. I'm no GM, but that sounds smart to me. All right. We will see. Well, um, hey, well, do you want to wrap it up? Want to wrap we, it up? Uh, yeah, we could. Um, we didn't really talk much about the draft, but for our listeners, we have, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, the draft is about a week, if not a little less than a week away from uh, a week from right now when we're recording this. We will be in another Zoom uh, or some sort of uh, community function of the draft. And I don't know if we'll do that live like we did last year, if there's a way to do that. Well, and that's, I was even going to bring that up, not number wise, because we didn't really start keeping track of the weekly numbers until later in the fall when we really got back on a week to week show recording, but we're approaching pretty much a year of the Matt and Dennis podcast. Yeah, you're right. You're right. In a week. uh, Our our first show was the draft show. A year to the day when Daniel Jones got drafted and it blew our minds so much we had to take a break. Yep. (laughs) Oh, they tried to hold us down. Couldn't do it. What will happen this year? Stay tuned to Matt and Dennis, where I guarantee this will be the first you hear of whoever the Giants pick. <laughs> mm. This this is where you have to hear. You won't don't watch the draft live. Don't listen to the radio or TV after it's the Matt and Dennis yeah. podcast. Well, in one way or another, maybe we will do a live reaction. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out in the next week. Um, yeah, but, we'll either do a live reaction or try maybe do a show like a couple days beforehand do a full draft preview type deal but what's we'll quarantine maybe we'll do two shows maybe we'll do a pre post we could do a show every day that's what the people want that's it that's what they want that's what we're gonna give it to them also what the people wanted you're saying this is what the people want we want a show every night <laughs> where's matt yeah. dennis i have no problem with that i, I don't know. know about you i've been getting terrible fan letters this last month where's matt and dennis Sorry. That's yeah, a really had fan mail last week. It was like, you still haven't paid the cable bill yet. What the hell? I was like, thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. Well, Dennis, it was a pleasure talking to you. There's some crazy times out there right now. The most we can do, do things that make you happy and just, just we'll get through this at some point. The matter, the, the question is when, but we will get there. And uh, what we have look, to look forward to in a week and it won't be the fancy Vegas one that we all hoped for, but there will be an NFL draft and our beloved New York football giants, as they did last year, uh, when we were live or not when we were live, but when we recorded our live reaction, will make picks for the future. And Dave Gettleman will fight for the right to keep his job. That's right. Matt, uh, just closing thought here. You got any predictions? What do you, what do you want the giants to do Thursday night? I think I think Isaiah Simmons is the safe bet. Um, all right, all right. I'm on the I'm on the same page. I think I think uh, license plate guy who I love following on Twitter. I think put it very bluntly, and he's absolutely right. And I think it's what myself and a lot of Giants fans feel. We got ten picks. We have ten picks in that draft, and I think the two big things are protect Daniel Jones. Well, actually, I would say two and a half things. I think you got to protect Daniel Jones. I think that's one of them. That defense needs some work. That D-line needs some serious work and give Saquon a bigger hole than he had last year. I think 10 picks is more than enough to address those, those needs. There was some ESPN – I forget his name escapes me, but he still thought the Giants had a chance at Chase Young. 
not a chance in hell unless the Washington Redskins know something that the rest of the world does not um, about them picking someone for a quarterback that and giving up on Dwayne Haskins. I don't see it happening. But I think the biggest things right now are that um, the defense and giving Daniel Jones some protection. I agree. I agree. So. Uh, we'll end it there. As Matt said, pleasure talking with Matt. Pleasure is ours talking to you. And I will say this. Because on, I pro- before you say that, what's your prediction? Oh, I said the same. No, you, said the same. you know what? No, I want Simmons. Here's my prediction. I think they go offensive line. I think it's trending towards Jedrick, Jedrick, whatever his first name is, Wills from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be okay with that. Guy's a flat-out beast. He's from Alabama. He was there all four years. Dude knows how to protect a quarterback. Uh, the thing is for me, and this is – sorry to keep this going, but there's so many just – like, everyone's like, well, we really need to protect Deion Jones. Our defense needs so much help. Or Saquon couldn't, like, run anywhere. Less. I'm like, these are all equally important to me because these have all effed up, excuse me, our chances of winning. Like, the secondary went missing, it feels like, 20 years ago. And and it's just – there's so many parts that are – so if we can get a solid piece in any of those three areas that I mentioned, I, I, think, I think it's a win for us. We have 10 picks. Like, I just – I really want to trust Gettleman here. I think Simmons goes first, barring some miracle that Chase Young is is not available. I yeah, think it, the, the Redskins are taking him. I, I don't believe any of this talk. I've seen the same stuff. Oh, Chase Young might fall to four. No, he's not going to four. Yeah. Like, no, not, if falls he falls past four. Washington, Detroit takes him. Yeah. Detroit's not taking a quarterback. So, but, yeah, I, I want Simmons – the, the big knock on Simmons at the beginning of all the draft preview stuff was people couldn't pinpoint where he would play. Is he an edge rusher? Is he a middle linebacker? They didn't really know where to put him. How's that a bad thing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he could, that means he could do it all. The Giants could use someone like that. We haven't really had someone like that in a yeah. minute. Speaking uh, of edge rushers, by the way, not to end this on a downer, but did you see Von Miller tested positive for COVID-19? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll see more of that before it's over, unfortunately. Thoughts and prayers to the Old Spice, man. Yeah. all those Old Spice commercials. But, yeah, uh, and I do want to end it here because for the last couple of episodes, I did promise that the Man Dennis podcast would be on iTunes and Spotify. Spotify is still kicking my butt. I have no idea what's going on with it. But Matt is my witness. We are on iTunes. I will try to get this up. Ep- ep- I'm assuming, from what I've heard, once you get approval, it's more fluid for iTunes. It goes right up. I will do what I can to get the link for that and post it in our Twitter and Facebook post so that you can click that. Of course, subscribe, and then you'll get the notifications when we're live. And you can write us a review and all that crap so that we, I don't know, generate a presence. Yeah, we'll get there. Thank, yeah. you, for, thank you for our OGs that have been listening since day one. Yeah, we are now on a platform suitable for your cellular device. All right, mm-hmm. Matt, uh, it was a pleasure, of course. And as always, I'm Dennis Fancy. He's Matt Scarano. Adios. Ah, New Jersey. I'd love to go there. I got too much going on in the States right now. Don't drink the water. <laughs> <laughs>